is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League, the WHL Broadcast Partners, and Bauer Hockey. Here's your host, John Keane. And welcome to the show. In moments, a playoff update as the Edmonton Oil Kings first to advance to the conference finals. More in moments. WHL prospects and U.S. prospects draft now just days away. We'll catch up with Taylor Green, the WHL's manager of hockey operations, for a preview and some names to watch. Matt Bardsley is back in the WHL, named the general manager of the Spokane Chiefs this past week. He'll stop by, plus NHL Central Scouting out with its final rankings. The pages are dotted with WHL talent. First up, the WHL's second round of the playoffs continue this weekend and into next week, but the Edmonton Oil Kings are through to the Eastern Conference Final, defeating the Red Deer Rebels in four straight games. Oil Kings veteran forward Carter Such says they took advantage of a Red Deer team with a few extra playoff miles on their tires. Yeah, I mean, starting off, you know, they played their first round in Brandon and they went to six games with them. It's, it's a lot of travel for them. So, um, you know, coming into this series, we knew we had to get on them early and, and often. And, you know, those, those first two games, we, uh, we did that. And then, you know, we come back here and, uh, you know, they, they played really well. And, you know, credit to them. They took us to overtime on Monday. And then, you know, it was, it was another tight one today. They're a good team over there. Such isn't sure who's next, but we'll take the time off before the conference final. Rest is a weapon this time of year, so, um, you know, obviously um, it's four games and, you know, other teams are, are still playing, so uh, we just got to take advantage of that and get some rest. Hey, Dylan Gunther had a great series, scoring five times, adding two assists in the four games. He knows how big the sweep was. He's been playing on a line with Carter Such. Yeah, it's huge. I think, you know, Lau really emphasized that the fourth one's the hardest one to get, and we saw that last series with Lethbridge. And, uh, you know, last series Lethbridge got off to a hot start. They scored a couple minutes in, so we made sure that our start was huge and kind of uh, just built off that. Oil Kings head coach Brad Lauer will now see how their next matchup plays out. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, such, you know, he's been in this league for a while. I think, you know, he's been itching to get into the playoffs, as is everyone, but I mean, being this his last year, uh, you know, he wants it. And, uh, you know, I love playing with him. He's just relentless on the floor check. And, uh, you know, he's finishing his chances. So I think it's great to see. As for how his roster is holding up through the eight playoff games? I don't think anyone's healthy this time of year. But for the most part, um, we, we, we're good. And, and now we get a little bit of time off. We could still, you know, get a little bit better. But uh, for the most part, we're fine. And the plan this weekend? Yeah, we'll have a couple days off. And, and then we'll regroup. We'll see what's happening in the next series. Uh, we don't know who we're going to play it, but uh, we have an idea. Uh, we'll plan for that. Hey, next week we'll set both the Eastern and Western Conference Final playoff matchups. From the drop of the puck to the Edge Chenault Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. The Western Hockey League is proud to announce 53 WHL players have been named to NHL Central Scouting's final rankings ahead of the 2022 NHL Draft. Final rankings were released this past week by NHL Central Scouting Service. Six players listed amongst the top 15 North American skaters led by Winnipeg Ice forwards Matthew Savoy and Connor Geeky, who were ranked 4th and 5th respectively. Kevin Korchinski of the Seattle Thunderbirds, the top-ranked WHL defenseman at number 7. The trio is joined by Moose Jaw Warriors teammates Jagger Furcus at 12, Denton Matejchuk at 14, and Swift Current Broncos defenseman Owen Pickering at 15. 
Meanwhile, Prince George Cougars net miner Tyler Brennan, the top-ranked North American goaltender. He's the product of Winnipeg, Manitoba, and is followed by Spokane Chiefs puck stopper Mason Bopit at number five. And Cougars running mate Ty Young finishes at sixth in the final rankings. As well, Swift Current Bronco goaltender Reed Dick at number eight among the top ten North American goaltenders. Overall, 20 of the 22 WHL clubs are represented in the final rankings. The Swiftcorn Broncos boast seven players to lead all WHL teams, while the Prince George Cougars are represented by five. The Kamloops Blazers and the Seattle Thunderbirds each with four players in the final rankings. There was a total of 27 WHL forwards in the final rankings, joined by 16 WHL D-men and 10 goaltenders. NHL draft slated for Montreal July 7th and 8th. This is the WHL This Week, presented by Bauer Hockey. It's a big week ahead for the Western Hockey League. Both the WHL U.S. Prospects Draft and the WHL Prospects Draft going back-to-back days. And who better to help us preview the event is Taylor Green, is the WHL's manager of hockey operations. And uh, it's almost showtime, right? Here we are just a couple days away as we speak, Taylor, to a couple of big drafts here for the WHL clubs. Yeah, absolutely, John. It's obviously an exciting time of year for our league, uh, getting ready for these two drafts with the uh, U.S. draft on May 18th here and the WHL Prospects draft on May 19th. So it's a a busy time of year at the office getting prepared, and we're certainly excited about some of the talent that we're going to be able to uh, bring into our league here. Yeah, you know, it's just been a busy time for scouts. There was the draft in December for the 06s. This is the 2007-born draft, so it's been a busy time for everybody here with really two drafts in six months. Absolutely. Yeah, our guys have been working hard both in the office and at the club level getting prepared for this. And, and as you mentioned, having the draft in December through another uh, looping guys schedule. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure our guys are getting ready for some time off in the summer. But right now it's uh, still full steam ahead here to get prepared. All right. You've been to some of the, uh, the, the provincial tournaments and the cups uh, throughout and, and into the U.S. to see uh, some of the talent uh, down south of the border as well. Uh, that always makes an impact here. Let's talk about the 2007 born age group as a whole and how deep it is this year. Yeah, you know what, I think in, in speaking with our scouts and being able to see some of the players myself throughout the season, uh, you know, it, it's it's a deep year this year, and I think our guys are really excited at some of the talent that we're going to bring in. Uh, certainly at the high level of the draft, our, our, you know, our first round kind of prospects, we're looking at some really high-end guys uh, that we're excited about, and certainly some depth to be found throughout the draft and, and listed players as well later. So I think this is going to be a really great opportunity for teams to uh, to add some talent uh, throughout our draft this this, this season. Yeah, sometimes I do get a chance uh, to see some of the uh, the draft-eligible talent, not this year, but a name that I'm hearing uh, is down at Kelowna from Rink uh, Hockey Academy, uh, originally from a Whitehorse in the Yukon. That's a great story. Gavin McKenna, a forward, uh, the consensus number one. Now, what are we hearing and what do we know about Gavin McKenna, Taylor? Yeah, well, Gavin's a phenomenal prospect and certainly someone that we've been hearing about throughout the year. As you mentioned, he's, he's been the consensus, uh, you know, kind of top top end talent uh, of the 07 age group for some time now. And I've had a chance to see him uh, briefly myself, I'll be honest. Uh, but certainly in talking to our scouts, this is a guy that everyone is excited about. Um, you know, he was the only player of the 07 group to play U18 this year. So usually our draft eligible guys are playing in the U15 league. Um, Gavin was granted access to, to play in that U18 league put on a show in that league uh you know he's a dynamic player very skilled can finish around the net with ease and and processes the game at an extremely high level so certainly we're excited to uh you know hope that he can come to the western hockey league and make an impact right away as coach uh jerome againla as well so that's a neat little side note for sure there uh, at uh, rink academy uh let's let's talk some other names throw some other names at us that we could hear very early come draft day 
Yeah, well, looking looking through the list, uh, you know, one guy that I've got to see a lot that I think our, our teams are excited about is Jackson Smith. Uh, he played at the Edge School U15 this year in the uh, Canadian Sports School League, the CSSHL. A big defenseman, just under 6'3", who can score. He's physical. He's a great skater. Uh, you know, makes a lot of plays in the offensive zone and in transition that I think is going to translate very well to the Western Hockey League level. So he's certainly someone we expect to see at the top end of our draft. Uh, Cole Reshney from Macklin, Saskatchewan. He's another name that we're hearing a lot. Uh, I've had a chance to see Cole play, um, you know, a little bit of an undersized guy at 5'8", but with some room to grow. He played at the NAX Academy this year. Um, you know, an excellent two-way centerman. Projects as a very good player in our league. Dynamic, smart, very good with the puck. Uh, so we're excited about him. And uh, Reese Hamilton is a defenseman out of Saskatchewan as well who played on the same team as Cole at NAX. Um, you know, a dynamic defenseman who can uh, skate, who can pass really well, uh, transitions the puck fantastically and plays a very polished game, a guy that we can, uh, you know, expect to step in right away and make an impact. So those are some of the names we're hearing at the top end of the draft that we're certainly excited about. Uh, Taylor, part of your uh, your job as well with the league is is part with player recruitment and the U.S. prospects draft also on the table next week. And we're starting to see more and more players or more and more teams sign some of these uh, picks uh, that are made. I know Victoria and Red Deer have just had uh, big signings uh, out of that draft here recently. And that's, that's a work in progress, but I know that uh, we're starting to see some talent from that draft hit our league. You know what? Absolutely, John. And I think that our league's done an excellent job of trying to continue to reach out to U.S. players and educate them a little bit about our league as an option for them. Um, and I think we're seeing that come to fruition with, as you mentioned, some of the recent signings we're seeing. And, and certainly this 07 group of U.S. players is, uh, is very good as well. I know that our guys have been working hard, preparing on scouting and, and, and getting eyes on these guys and trying to speak with them and engage their interest levels. And uh, I think we're going to have a very successful uh, U.S. draft on the 18th as well. I like you in this role because back in 2010, uh, the Seattle Thunderbirds made you a second-round selection, 26th overall, actually. So you're not too far removed from this yourself. No, exactly. It's, uh, it's interesting to have the perspective of, of having gone through one of these drafts. Uh, you know, it, it feels like a long time ago now, but as you mentioned, it, it really wasn't too long ago. And so I can kind of put myself in the shoes of these, these young guys. And, and we often forget that these are 14-, 15-year-old kids who are you know, at a stage of life where they're making some big decisions. And so to be able to relate to them a little bit on that level when I go out and, and see these kids and speak to families, I think is a good perspective to be able to have. Taylor, we look forward to a pair of draft days next week. Uh, thanks for doing the legwork for us here on the show. And uh, thanks for being our guest. We look forward to the two draft days ahead here for the league. Thanks a lot. Certainly appreciate it, John. Take care. You're listening to the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Matt Bardsley is back in the Western Hockey League, named last week as the new general manager of the Spokane Chiefs. And uh, like a general manager, he is in transit uh, in between uh, destinations before a WHL playoff game tonight. Matt, thanks for making some time with us, pulling over on the side of the road to chat with WHL this week. Yeah, no problem, John. Good talking to you. I know it was a big week for you and your family to get back uh, in the Western Hockey League and the Spokane Chiefs. Let's talk about that decision to get back in the general manager chair uh, with Spokane, a team that uh, appears to have a bright future ahead of them. Yeah, it's you know it's interesting, just kind of the timeline. It, it certainly caught us off guard. Um, as you know, this year, uh, spending the year with Philadelphia Flyers, uh, scouting as, as a Western scout, um, was notified by uh, Spokane that they were reaching out to uh, to Philadelphia for permission to speak with me, and I wasn't quite sure what 
what was going on. And then I was, you know, updated on, you know, on Scott Carter's situation. So, uh, you know, I felt it was good to, you know, at least have the conversation and then it started to gain traction and, you know, it, it just wound up being a really good fit, really good situation for me and my family. Obviously, having to leave Kamloops uh, last year was, was a really tough decision for us. Uh, but with our family, trying to get them back down in the States in, in a time that was that was certainly tough with, uh, with border restrictions and everything like that. So, you know, I, I enjoyed the management side. I enjoyed, you know, being around the staff, being around the players, you know, being part of building a team. Um, so when this opportunity came up, it certainly allows us to stay in the States, uh, close to our family. You know, Spokane's got a good tradition, a uh, great city, um, and, and a team, like you mentioned, that I think is, is on the upswing. Yeah, it's a very desirable WHL market for sure that has a lot of room for growth. When you look at the organization right now on the ice, where do you see the projection? Where do you see sort of a timeline to, you know, being a contender once again? You can build around the first overall selection in last year's prospects draft. Berkeley Catton, who appeared in a handful of games uh, this past season. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to kind of target where, where it's going. I, you know, I think we got to you know, try to do the right things and, you know, kind of reflect a little bit back in my time in Kamloops, you know, there were some really good players in place, uh, players that were coming in. And, uh, you know, I think we were able to do some pretty good things there in Kamloops in, in a fairly short amount of time. So I'm hoping we can do the same thing in Spokane, but, uh, you know, everything has to, you know, you know, you got to be everything in place. You got to be healthy. You have to have some little bit of luck. You, you know, make sure we're doing the right things. Um, but, but I would like to think in the next couple of years that uh, we're, we're going to have a chance to, to be at the top of the division. Matt, you entered with the WHL prospects draft just days away, uh, and I'm not sure how quick you have your head around the list and and what you saw. You've been scouting, you know, at the uh, at the junior level here this past year, not the. Uh, prospect level here but when you look at the draft how involved will you be here this week well it's and you're, and you're right john and really trying to get up to speed here really quick so you know i've been uh you know getting to know our scouting staff um talking to everybody uh, led by jim hammett and just getting up to speed on on the players uh, we have the eighth overall pick so really trying to focus on on that top eight group um, of, of where we have players in the list, trying to get to know them as players, you know, also as, as well letting our staff know the vision of the type of players that we want. Uh, you know, we want to play a certain way, so, so we're going to want those type of players. Um, so really just trying to get up to speed with that. And we're actually picking eight at, at the prospects draft and also picking number eight in, in the U.S. draft. So, so trying to, to divide my time on both drafts and just to make sure that uh, in those first eight picks or the first uh, top eight players in, that we have situated to make sure that we're dialed in that way. Matt, when you, you are a part of an organization uh, from a peripheral side, you don't really get the ins and outs of another organization like you do now with Spokane. So from an outside perspective, what do you know now that maybe you didn't know about the Spokane Chiefs organization maybe a couple weeks ago? Yeah, it's, that's a good question, John. Um, you know, like the people within the organization, certainly, I, you know, I knew Mark Miles a little bit. Uh, I'd known Bobby Brett a little bit as far as that goes. But, but certainly during the process of uh, interviewing with them, got to know them quite well. Um, everything I did here about the, the organization, I had talked to Tim Speltz and everybody from outside, inside, just really raved about the, the atmosphere, something that's real endearing to me and my family. And, and 
quality of the people that within the organization. Um, you know, just not really knowing them. You know, you you know the rinks, you kind of know the cities, so to speak. But but now that you're you're involved with it, you see kind of behind the scenes everything that's involved. I've been really really impressed with the people. Uh, that work within the organization, uh, the jobs that they're doing, even some different initiatives that uh, that, that are new to me anyways that, that I really like. So I, I think just from, from that standpoint, just getting to know the people, uh, like, like I said, I certainly have known the organization for a while, probably more so in my time in Portland. We had some pretty good rivalries with Spokane, maybe more so in the playoffs over the years. But now uh, kind of being involved with it, uh, I'm just really impressed with it, with the people within the organization. And speaking of, of Portland and, and also Kamloops, it might feel like you have your hands on two teams that are still alive uh, in the WHL postseason. You know, you would have a, a hand on some of the older players, so some of the veterans on the on the Portland roster. And on the Kamloops side, you'd have your hands on some of the 16 and 17-year-olds, some of the, the younger players here. So maybe it feels like you, you have some irons in the fire here for the WHL postseason. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, it's you know, I'm happy with uh, with where the teams are at. You know, when, when you go through this process, like anything, it's you know, you're building relationships uh, with the players, the staff, you know, the families and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, you know, I'm real happy for both teams. You know, you wish them success going forward. Certainly, want the players to have success going forward. So you're always always kind of keeping an eye and ear out on on you know how the teams are doing, you know how the staff is doing because it's. Uh, you know, I think I think we all know in this business. You know, you spend as much time with with your team, with your staff, and the players as much as you do with your own family. So they become a big part of your family, your extended family. So, uh, you know, I have a lot of time and appreciation for for both both organizations, ownership, staff, players, everything involved. So, uh, yeah, you know, I wish them best of luck, and uh, you know, they're they're both in some very competitive series. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Matt, we appreciate your time here on WHL this week. Uh, always just a phone call away as you're in transit here between games. And uh, again, congratulations on that uh, new post with the Spokane Chiefs. And we'll uh, we'll see you down the WHL trail. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. 22 teams, one goal. This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Congratulations to Tim Speltz, former general manager and governor of the Spokane Chiefs, who has been named this year's recipient of the WHL Governor's Award. The Governor's Award is the highest honor the WHL bestows on an individual who has been associated with the league. It's presented annually to an individual who, through their outstanding hockey and overall contributions to the game, has impacted the growth and development of the WHL. Following 26 seasons as the general manager of the Spokane Chiefs, Speltz advanced to the NHL, joining the Toronto Maple Leafs as the club's director of Western Area Scouting, beginning with the 2016-17 season. This past year, he was named the general manager of the American Hockey League's Henderson Silver Knights. The Chiefs experienced great success with Speltz at the helm as the club's architect, including two WHL titles in 1991 and 2008, also Memorial Cup titles the same seasons. On two occasions, he was recognized with the Lloyd Saunders Memorial Trophy presented annually to the WHL Executive of the Year for the 95-96 season and the 99-2000 campaign. Chiefs won 961 regular season games under the direction of Speltz, adding another 142 playoff victories, qualifying for the playoffs in 23 of 26 seasons leading the club. 
Hey, that's the show. Big thanks to our guests, Matt Barsley and Taylor Green, as well as a nice assist from Andrew Peard, the Edmonton Oil Kings. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Western Hockey League in cooperation with the WHL broadcast partners and Bauer Hockey.